The Property Crowd. Hello and welcome to The Property Crowd with Leaders, part of the Leaders Romans Group. Coming up on this episode. When you combat the, the rising sort of rent increases and the general cost of living, flats are definitely back in favour, which obviously wasn't the case a couple of years ago. And this. It's all about that deposit and it goes without saying, without sounding obvious. Obviously, the higher deposit, the better rate you're going to get. We're hoping that mortgage rates are, are going to come down even further. All of that and more is on the way. Let's meet our guests for this episode. We have Andrew Ralph with us, Managing Director for Lettings, and Neil Parker, Regional Sales Director. Morning, guys. Morning. Good morning. Good to have you with us. Um, we're calling this uh, the sort of the winners and losers of 2023 as we nudge towards the end of the year. It would be fair to say, Neil, that it has been a um, – would tricky be right? Would colourful be the word? How would you describe it? It's, it's certainly been a bit of a turbulent year for sales. For those who were who were in the industry back in 2008 will know it very well. It certainly has that feeling to it. There's been lots of ups and downs, should we say, probably more downs as we've gone through the year. Um, although you'd hope, based on today's news reference inflation, that we're, we're certainly um, – heading in the right direction for a big improvement with the market. Indeed. And Andrew, I mean, it's fair to say, isn't it? Nobody ever said that property and lettings and all that goes with it is a one-way street. I mean, we, you know, it's, it's implicit, it's built in, right, that there's going to be some ups and downs. That just goes with the territory. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's definitely sort of periods of, uh, of good times for landlords uh, and tenants and obviously sort of more challenging times. And I think, you know, this year has been challenging for lots of different reasons. Stock has been a real challenge this year. Um, so the demand for tenants in finding rental property has been a real challenge. So, uh, yeah, an interesting year. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, of course, the backdrop of all of this, uh, Neil, is is the cost of living crisis, really, right? I mean, it's, whatever the realities are, perception plays a big part. So people are hesitant. People are holding back a bit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. I think if we look at the... The buyers and the sellers we've had this year, it's very much based on the cost of living crisis and the fact that they've needed to move in a lot of cases rather than wanting to move. A lot of people looking to downsize, release equity from their property or even those who are kind of in in the retirement and just want to release some money from their property to enjoy life or to be able to switch the the central heating on um, and not have to worry about it as well. Obviously, it's affected all of us, to be quite honest with you, and as I say, within the market, and certainly look at the start of the year, going into the spring, a lot of very nervous buyers and sellers out there. And again, Andy, fluctuating interest rates, they were on the up for a bit. People do all the handbrake at that point. They do. Uh, and obviously, we've kind of um, seen a situation that we've got a lot of landlords that have got mortgages on their rental property. It's an interesting sort of situation in terms of the the, the way the mortgage market's gone, because Actually, as far as landlords are concerned, just based on what we understand from the marketplace, you know, there, there is measurably a very small proportion of landlords that actually own their properties, their rental properties outright, with measurably about a third of landlords that have measurably got borrowings of, you know, more than 50% against the value of their property. Um, so they have kind of been impacted by the, the the turbulent mortgage market that we've seen this year. Yeah, uh, and every notch upwards is uh, an income downwards. It's as simple as that. I think it's fair to sort of say that, you know, landlords have definitely seen a squeeze. Um, you know, we've heard, referred earlier on in terms of the ups and downs. You know, definitely there are some challenges, you know, throughout this year. 
And I think despite the fact that, you know, rents have sort of, you know, again, the press has covered the fact that rents have gone up quite significantly this year. A lot of landlords will say that, you know, they actually haven't seen the upside of, you know, that because obviously they're battling to sort of offset, obviously, the increased rents that are receiving against the increased mortgage payments that they're making. Indeed. Let's look then at this year's winners. I mean, despite some of the, 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 the tricky news, and we'll move on to what you would call this year's losers in a moment, but let's look at some positive news here, Neil. Uh, cash buyers, that's a good place to start. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're seeing more and more cash buyers kind of come out of the woodwork. Um, normally happens at the back end of the year as well, although probably really from spring, summer onwards, there's been a lot more coming through not kind of um, jumping at the first property, taking their time, they're biding their time as well, just to see what is happening with the market. Um, so there, it seems to be they're doing a lot of homework at the moment. They're spending probably a couple of months before actually getting out there viewing. So although the property and the right move stats um, are up on certain properties, it doesn't necessarily mean the viewings are. And a lot more, as I say, coming into the, the autumn and the winter market, they're certainly coming out now and we're seeing a lot more cash buyers making inquiries registering uh, with us so they're certainly certainly on the up another positive area uh, neil is those moving from houses to flats who have seen some positive news yeah no absolutely i think the with regards to flats if you go back to kind of post-pandemic um, a lot of people wanted to come away from their flat um, they wanted the houses they wanted the gardens etc but now we're kind of seeing that reverse off there was obviously a lot of people who were working from home as well. So London was massively affected when it came to the, the flat market, um, or still is to, to a certain degree. But now we're seeing people having to go back into into office. Uh, there's not so much working from home, etc. So the, the kind of the cities and the larger towns, actually, there is an, an increase in flat activity, which is always good to see. So it's kind of probably 50-50, but with the developers, yeah. um, et cetera, out there at the moment as well, they tend to build more more apartments um, than they are houses at the moment, which does have a knock-on effect with the price. But at the same time, there's certainly more interest in, in the kind of flats and the apartments, um, and certainly with the, the investment buyers as well. There's a lot more landlords who are coming through. They just want the, the kind of simple kind of apartment which is low maintenance which they're going to get a reasonable rent on a uh, reasonable return on at the same time at the moment so as i said the interest in the apartments is certainly coming back around again yeah and another interesting quirk if you like are those that are trading up because yes if you're a seller you accept a slightly lower offer for your your property but if, if you can get the same kind of percentage discount on the one you're buying you're actually effectively saving money totally agree and i think at the moment it's taken a, a little bit more time to to actually get sales agreed at the moment from those who are moving to from their the bread and butter stock so your two bed mid terraces or your three bed semis and they're looking to make a jump up to a four bed detached because ultimately they might have had or they probably have had a slightly lower off on their property so they're out there just seeing what they can find themselves um, and obviously make it all relevant in terms of the reduction they've had to take on their property to see if they can then get the reduction on their onward purchase as well. Indeed. Let's look at lettings as well in terms of what that's been like, Andy, this year. I mean, you mentioned it or alluded to it a moment ago. Obviously, lots of landlords do have mortgages, but not all of them. So if you own your property outright, then this whole story passed you by. 
it passes you by less so, but bearing in mind that uh, over the last few years, there's been lots of uh, regulatory and tax changes that have impacted landlords. Yeah, um, just, so just one they, or two, I think it's fair yeah, to say, right? <laughs> absolutely. So um, they have felt the squeeze, but, you know, some of the more prudent landlords have kind of, you know, budgeted for all of that. And as I touched on earlier on, you know, whilst rents have gone up, you know, clearly uh, they've had some additional cost, you know, to sort of uh, pay out for. But, you know, we are measurably getting to a point now that, you know, certainly from our own experience, we're just starting to sort of see a, a general slowdown on rent increases now. So whilst the market broadly this year is sort of roughly about a 10% rent rise on, you know, new tenancies where people moved into a property yeah. uh, and 5% roughly on yeah, tenancies that actually renewed, we're starting to see that slow down. Uh, and some of the properties that are now on the market, we're starting to sort of see some price reductions being made as we've mostly sort of reached the, if you like, the tip. Uh, and certainly we estimate next year that, you know, the rental sort of increases will be no more than about 5%. Yeah. I think what's interesting, uh, a comment that Neil made just in terms of sort of the pre and post pandemic kind of situation, I think during the pandemic, we kind of saw a real kind of move towards people wanting houses with you know open spaces particularly as people started to work from home but i think we're we're just starting to sort of see uh, people gravitate back towards the smaller properties so like rent uh, sort of that flats so flats are definitely back in favor now you know when you combat the the rising sort of rent increases uh, and the, the general cost of living. Uh, so flats are definitely back in favour, which obviously wasn't the case a couple of years ago. Indeed. And just a word on HMOs as well, because the, the, those with um, HMOs have, have fared perhaps slightly better. Is that fair? Um, yeah. I mean, HMOs is an interesting one. Uh, I think we always have to remember that HMOs, they, they tend to be quite polarised. And what I mean by that is that you tend to find HMOs located in city centre kind of locations. Um, so HMOs, aren't necessarily across the, the, the whole of the country. Interestingly, we are starting to see some evidence that, you know, where tenants are prepared to share, there is you know, some evidence that uh, some tenants, that there is a, if you like, a, a demand, a greater demand for uh, HMOs, um, just simply because they want to sort of combat the, the, the increasing costs of, of, of rental. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, winners and losers, you know, from a landlord's perspective, there's increased regulation uh, on HMOs. Um, and again, just looking at some survey material uh, over the last couple of days, you know, landlords have seen uh, their costs increase by about 50% overnight, literally, wow. uh, in terms of the, the running costs of an HMO. And, you know, in terms of the, the, the rents associated with the rooms, you know, to combat the, the, the rising cost of uh, energy prices, measurably another £100 a month on the, the room rent, given that obviously, you know, quite a lot of the bills are included within the rent. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a tricky one. But uh, definitely, we have still seen uh, some interest, some increased interest in the HMO market. Let's have a look then at this year's losers, the 2023 list of those who didn't fare so well. But this this picture will, of course, change. It evolves. Um, Neil, I mean, the obvious one, which we've already mentioned, first time buyers. It's been a rough old period if you're the first time on the property ladder. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's certainly not been fun for them. When you look at it, it was only, what, 14, 14 months ago, a first time buyer could get a mortgage rate of circa 2%. Now they're looking uh, 5%. So it's a, a big, big jump. As with a lot of these things, it's kind of back to bank of mum and dad. 
um, if they possibly can. But obviously, that's also what's had the, the squeeze on, on prices as well. And obviously re- reflected on the price reductions, because if there is uh, a lesser pool of first time buyers to, to really get the transactions moving, then as I say, obviously it needs to reflect in prices. So it's more relevant for them and so they can actually afford to, to buy it. At the same yeah. time, I do think there's still the, the, the activity level for first time buyers has obviously dropped, as we know. But at the same time, with the rent increases and which way the rents have gone, we're getting back to a level now where actually if they've got the deposit, even at a slightly higher rate, it's probably comparable for your mortgage and your rental at the same time. But as I say, it's, it's all about that deposit. And it goes without saying, without sounding obvious, obviously the higher deposit, the better rate you're going to get. We're hoping that mortgage rates are, are going to come down even further. Indeed. Uh, just before we move on then to lettings, another point on the sales aspect, Neil, uh, those on fixed rate mortgages that came to an end took a hit too, by definition. Oh, massively. As I say, I think it was this year, there was 1.8 million people who were on a uh, certainly a sub 2% uh, mortgage rate. Now, as I say, they're, they're looking at four and a half five percent so the average increase you're talking about 500 600 pound a month for most individuals so it's it's certainly taken a big hit and um those are the people who are are really needing to sell because they just simply can't afford it so we're that's that's your motivated sellers um at the moment those who just really 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 need to move because ultimately they've been stung so they are they are looking to downsize Indeed. Let's look at lettings then in this respect, Andy. Tenants, which again, it's an area that always comes up. Uh, Rent is now at an average of 28.4% of earnings. If you'd have told somebody that 10 years ago, they'd have laughed at you, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's just interesting just listening to what Neil's saying. But uh, again, just looking at, you know, various statistics that we kind of, you know, come across, rents uh, in some areas of the country, you know, can be 50% of the the earnings of, of, of some people, you know, particularly when you look at the South and the Southeast. So um, it, it is interesting. And, you know, I think, you know, Neil alluded to, you know, in some parts of the country, it's actually more expensive to rent than it is to actually buy. Uh, again, particularly when you sort of like look at the, the you know, the South of the country. So it, it, it has been a challenge. Um, so therefore, affordability uh, is an issue for, for many people. In, in terms of renting, uh, which you know, uh, you know, unlike the, the the if you like the the home buyers market where they're relying on the bank of mum and dad, um, yep. renters are having to sort of rely on guarantors to sort of you know shore up the the you know the affordability. So it, it has been uh, a bit of an issue uh, in some in some locations in terms of rental affordability, given the the uptick in the the rental amount that's being charged in some locations. And just a word more generally, Andy, on, on landlords, HMO or otherwise, do you, I mean, lots of landlords were taken by surprise with what has happened. I said right at the very beginning, no one ever said it was a one-way street. You know, there's been blips before, bumps in the road. It is kind of baked into the industry, right? Anything that is uh, reflective of the wider economy and property and mortgage rates and everything absolutely is. Has, has got to be prepared that sometimes not everything goes up, right? I mean, that's just the, the law of physics as well as the law of economics. Absolutely. You know, there, there, there are the ups and downs. But I think, you know, uh, over the last few years, it feels like it's been more the downs. Uh, and as I uh, referred to earlier on, despite obviously the rising rents, um, you know, landlords measurably haven't really enjoyed 
any additional sort of like you know uh, income as a consequence you know again you know based on some figures that i've got to hand you know measurably i'd say roughly about half of landlords have seen no improvement in their bottom line profitability uh, sure. despite the the rents that have you know taken place this year um, and i think when it comes to hmos whilst you know it could be argued that the yields are potentially attractive uh, there are some additional costs uh, with regard uh, compliance, you know, and that's as, as a consequence of, you know, the local council sort of, um, you know, licensing schemes that are needed. Yep. And, and there are uh, obviously additional risks associated with HMO because obviously the, the more people you have in the property, uh, the more potentially there's wear and tear on the property. Uh, so when the, you know, when the property comes back to market, you know, there's perhaps an increased chance of dilapidations um, and making good the property before the next person moves in. And I think generally just the expectation from tenants that are going into HMOs now is that they, they want a property in good order. Um, so I think the days of shared accommodation being sort of the, uh, towards the, you know, the, the lower end of the market, uh, I think that's definitely changing. And, you know, some landlords now are certainly looking at HMOs and, and providing very good accommodation to sort of try and attract, uh, the, you know, the more tenants to sort of um, shared accommodation. Indeed. Uh, well, let's finish on some positive news. I know that leaders uh, are very good at having this kind of area covered with every bit of information that is wanted, whether it's sales or whether it's uh, lettings, etc. Um, but there are some some nice uh, there's, there's rays of sunshine on the horizon, I think it's fair to say, Neil. And we heard that news today as we record this, that inflation is down. That is likely to be reflected at some point soon, maybe not next month on interest rates as well. But it seems, Neil, that the, the journey is going in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. What does what does 2024 look like for you? I think we, we needed a price adjustment in terms of property values anyway. Obviously, with the stamp duty holiday um, and all the other bits and pieces we've discussed, obviously, prices did rise quite dramatically. With the great news that obviously inflation is down um, and OK, the, the Bank of England might not obviously adjust the base rate um, as quickly as everyone would probably hope for. But at the same time, that isn't stopping mortgage lenders from actually reducing their rates. So I've got no doubt that certainly over the next four, six weeks, those mortgage lenders will adjust their rates. Even if it's a slight adjustment, that's a positive adjustment um, as far as I'm concerned. So as we move into next year, prices have been adjusted, mortgage rates are coming down, um, which I think will, will obviously bring more buyers. And we're already seeing more sellers come to the market as well. So I think at the moment, ever the optimist, but 2024 is, is certainly on the up for us. Uh, yeah. And just to reflect some of that, Andy, uh, your predictions on 2024, feeling positive? Yeah, definitely feeling more positive than 2023 on the basis that obviously with the mortgage market sort of stabilising somewhat, um, that obviously takes the, 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 the pressure off. And, you know, we, we still have a lot of landlords that are still looking to actually grow their rental portfolio. So there, there is still... Uh, the appetite out there for some landlords to to continue wanting to to rent their property, and fundamentally, you know, a majority of landlords still see you know property as a good investment yeah. uh, versus uh, plowing money you know into you know you know pension. So there there is still some appetite out there, and I think you know with the uncertainty less so on the mortgage market, clearly that will uh, alleviate some of the pressure that we have seen uh, in the rental market. 
Got it. Listen, gentlemen, thank you. It's been a great episode, fascinating stuff, and it's good to see that there is real positivity coming around the corner as well. Thank you, Andrew. Cheers, Neil. Thank you. That's Andrew Ralph, Managing Director of Lettings, and Neil Parker, Regional Sales Director at Leaders. And, of course, we'll be back soon for the next episode of The Property Crowd. The Property Crowd. Find out more at lrg.co.uk.